So we just ask for your glory to increase right now because you deserve to be happy. I just speak over you right now. And his presence is full of pleasure. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore. And you're allowed to enjoy him. He is actually very pleasurable. He's better than the best chocolate you could get, best cake, best coffee. He says, taste and see that the Lord is good, which means that we can actually taste God. That's awesome, isn't it? You know, in communion, we, you know, think of all the ways that God could have um, given us um, connection with the life of his body, but he did it through drinking wine and eating bread, fresh bread. Who loves fresh bread, the smell of fresh bread? And eating, drinking wine. Who likes a glass of wine? <laughs> Are you allowed to say that in church? I don't know. <laughs> Is this one of these churches where people are allowed to drink or not? <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> but there's nothing quite like a glass of wine. And that's how simple God made it to enjoy his communion. To come into his body is just by drinking. I got a ringing noise from feedback. Um, is that okay? Is it because I'm in front of the speakers? Is it or... It's kind of like a ringing sound. It's kind of gone. No? Ringing. Okay. Hello? Oh, I've gone. I've disappeared. I'm back. (laughs) I'm like Enoch right now. I'm vanishing, coming back. I think I'm getting feedback from here somewhere. It's kind of like a tinny noise. Anyway. Hello? (laughs) Yes. Hello? I'm gone. Gone, I've gone into heaven right now. Uh, hello? Okay. Yes, I'm back. I'm back on earth. That, that's how easy it is to go into heaven. Heaven's at hand. It's as close to you as the air that you breathe. You can step into heaven. I practice doing that. I go to heaven quite often. <laughs> a couple of times a week, I'll go to heaven and spend time with Jesus, and He teaches me there. And a lot of my messages, actually, that I teach have been taught from the Lord because the Bible says you'll need no man teach you. He said there's a day coming where everyone will be taught by the Lord. And I think the highest level of encouragement is when the Lord himself teaches you, when the Lord himself is the one that strengthens you, and he's the one that, um, I've gone, but am I still here or have I gone? (laughs) I'm coming and going this morning. I don't know if I'm here or not. But um, heaven is at hand. It's as close to you as the air that you breathe. Jesus said, heaven's at hand. So if you think of how close your hand is, when he said that, he meant if you had your hand next to your face, you could feel the heat of it. You could feel how close it is. Heaven is literally that close. Angels are that close. We're surrounded by angels right now. They're in another frequency, but we can learn to see into that dimension. How many of you guys know that all of the light that's in this room, we only see like a tiny part of it? There's ultraviolet, there's radio waves, there's microwaves. You know, radio one's playing in this room right now. But you need the right equipment to tune into it. You know, you get the right app and you're in. Well, Jesus has hooked you up to the right app. He has made you a new creation. And the old is gone and the new has come. He's made you into a brand new world. And he's given you the capacity to engage that world. And he's made you a gate and a doorway that can open up that world around you. So the Bible calls you a gate. It says, lift up your head, O you gates. Lift up your, your head, everlasting doors, and let the king of glory come in. And you can actually let that whole realm of heaven open up inside you and around you. You're powerful. So what we want to do today is open up the realm of heaven in this place and encounter heaven because the church is meant to be the house of God. 
And in Genesis, it describes the house of God. Jacob's on the run. He's in the desert. He finds a rock, puts his head on the rock. Who do you think the rock might have been? (laughs) Jesus is the rock. And he didn't even know it. He had his head on Jesus. Sometimes you don't even know your head's on Jesus. He's in disguise. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Whoa. There's some weird verses in the Bible. It actually says in the Bible that when they went through the wilderness, a rock followed them. Can you imagine that? You're all camping and moving, following the cloud, and there's a rock following you. It's in the Bible. Look it up. The Bible's a lot weirder than you think. I think the challenge is for us to become weirder. We have to become biblical. We're not nearly weird enough yet. So what I'd like to do is release a certain amount of weirdness this morning into this church. Because I do feel like God has given me a word for you. And it's based on Jacob's ladder where Jacob's asleep and, he, and God wakes him up to reality. So his head's on the rock. He's resting on Jesus, not even knowing it's Jesus. Jesus in disguise. And there's a ladder and it says going from the earth up to heaven. Angels are going up and they're coming down. This is in Genesis. God's at the top, it says, like waving almost, like hi. And he wakes up and he goes, wow, this is the... This is, this is the gate, this is the door, this is the house of God. And what are we supposed to be as a community? We are supposed to be the house of God. So the Bible, the way that you know what something should be is look at the first mention of it. So the first mention of the house of God is that it's a place where angels are moving up and down. God's overshadowing it going, hey, come on up. And you're resting, you're at rest, you're not striving. You're lying on the rock because he has fully satisfied everything the Lord wanted to achieve. He's done it for us because we couldn't do it. So as he's resting, he awakens to reality. So the real world was that dream, not what he saw with his natural eyes. The dream opened up the real world. And I think God's coming on this generation to open us up to reality. That as the age progresses, more of heaven is coming on earth. And in fact, the prayer that Jesus taught the church was let it be on earth just like heaven. Now, if it was just like heaven in this room, I can tell you now, there's going to be voices, thunderings, lightnings, there's going to be glory, shimmering, there's going to be angelic beings mixing with us, and there's been places in history where that's already happened. In the Celtic saints in the past, Columba and Cuthbert, you guys should know Celtic history, they had hubs on the island of Lindisfarne and on the Isle of Iona. And angels used to ascend and descend and move there. And they'd meet face to face with angels. In fact, angels would be so common that they'd, if they were traveling, sometimes an angel would travel with them. I think we're returning to days like that where angels are coming to our homes. Angels are coming to eat with us like Abraham. Wow. I know I'm stretching some of you, but I'm going to share stories of real angelic stuff that's going on because I believe we're in a new spiritual or supernatural era. You only have to go out on the streets to talk. When we used to go out on the streets and and do readings and stuff, it was difficult. Now we go out on the streets, crowds will gather because there's a spiritual hunger. People watch, you know, Harry Potter. People love all these things because every person's been made a spirit being and is looking for spiritual reality. And I know that you guys are a house that are are helping the poor, feeding the poor, reaching people, and God is so pleased with you. The verse that he's given me for you is from Acts, where Cornelius was a centurion, a Roman centurion, and he, he did stuff for the poor. He 
gave to the poor and he prayed to God. So an angel appeared to him and said, you've been cured by God. And God opened something up in Cornelius's house where suddenly the glory was coming because he, he went to get Peter. Peter came to the house. And when Peter came in the house, he didn't even know why he was there. And in the middle of just beginning to introduce himself, the glory just comes in and whacks everyone. Even before they've asked, do you want to become a Christian? There was no, do you want to become a Christian? (laughs) The Holy Spirit just comes in that room and it becomes the house of God. It becomes the center of the supernatural and of the glory and of his presence and the miraculous. And it's in just an ordinary person's house that five minutes before didn't even know God. Really. Just prayed to God, not knowing who he was, and honored the poor. And I feel like the Lord is saying over the north and over Whitley Bay that he is opening up an angelic realm in this region, just like Cornelius, where you are all going to have a new normal. There's a new normal coming over you. This I've come here to prophesy. I haven't actually come here to preach. I'm prophesying a word into your house because it's what the Lord's given me is that there's a new normal coming on this congregation and there's a new normal coming to this region where you will all encounter angels, where angels are going to ascend and descend and there's going to be a new normal where for you it's not unusual to see an angel. It's a common event. It's something that you're used to. It's something that you expect because you're the house of God and the house of God where Jesus is the rock on the earth, the Father in heaven, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a ladder and angels are ascending and descending. So angels are going to come here on assignment. They're going to come to a governmental hub of the supernatural where not only you're meeting the needs of the poor and touching the community, but you're sending angels out to bring breakthrough. You're, you're, you're releasing prayers that allocate them, you're, and there's a pool of healing opening up. Because remember in, in, um, in the ministry of Jesus, there was a pool called Bethesda where people used to sit around the pool. This is another weird verse. I like weird verses. Imagine you had a baptism pool that every so often would swirl. And when you jump in it, you get healed. Because that's basically what was happening. There was this supernatural pool. The Bible doesn't even bother to explain it because God doesn't have to explain himself to any one of us, right? The truth is, there was a pool. And when the water stirred and an angel appeared, it says people got healed. And God can release an angel that brings healing. And in the past, he's released healing angels. The first time I ever saw miracles happen in a meeting was when I saw healing angels show up. There was a man there that had had an accident in a car 12 years ago and had spinal damage. And I'd never gone for healings in a meeting at that time. But I just believed that there was healing angels and I could have help. Because it's not about what I feel like. It's about the truth. The truth is he is our healer. That he's got loads of angels. It says they're ministering spirits sent to who? To us. So I want to be a person that uses angels. It says that around his throne are angels without number, which means you can't count them. Now, that tells you something interesting about God. God loves angels. So why don't you? God, you do. Hallelujah. She does. She's on it. She's ahead of me. So God loves angels. Does God talk to angels every day? He says, as I am, so you are. So we're meant to be surrounded by angels. We're meant to interact with angels. Now, people have said that, oh, you can't talk to angels because that's worshipping them. There's like a thing that's gone around the church. Don't talk to angels because you, you'll be worshipping them. But, uh, you know, my question to people like that is, do you talk to your dog? Do you talk to your cat? 
do you talk to your cell phone? And the reality is, talking to something isn't worshipping it. It's having a relationship. But it, what it is, it's a mindset where the enemy wants to block people from being fully supernatural. Because we've got this massive team on our behalf that we're meant to work with. The, the, the saints of old, like Cuthbert, Columba, and St. David, and in the Bible, they all walked with angels. In fact, Jesus reveals himself as his number one name in the Bible is the Lord of the angel armies. Or an older translation says, the Lord of hosts. That's his most frequent name. So I think God really loves angels. In fact, he made them at the beginning. And it says, when he made, made everything, it says, all the sons of God and the stars shouted for joy. So they're really old. And I think we could learn from them. I think they could help us. And I think the Lord wants us to be a church where angels are ascending and descending. They're bringing messages. Like when Gabriel came to Daniel and said, I've come to you to make it clear. So messengers come out of heaven and say, this is what the Lord's saying, and they interact with them. You know, angels are so precious to the Lord that even when Jesus was on the earth and he was tempted in the wilderness, angels came to minister to him. So even though he's God, even he enjoys angelic ministry. In fact, they're ministering to him right now. They're worshiping him. They're doing cartwheels. I don't know how much time you spend around the throne room. There's not just one type of angel. There's loads of types. There's some that look like people, some that look like shimmering clouds and, and rainbows. There's some that look like um, chariots and horses, winds, hurricanes, tornadoes. And then there's, there's ones that are just massive. There's ones with wings. And do, they're doing cartwheels. They're worshiping. There's trumpeters. There's heavenly choirs. And we've actually heard heavenly choirs, haven't we, honey? Remember when you were a kid? You were at a Bible week, weren't you? And the angels started singing outside. And you looked up at the stars and you could hear the angels singing. I remember being in a meeting in Telford. And, and they'd been worshiping like you guys were. And I'm prophesying, Father, release it on the worship. You began to tap into it, actually. You said about angels, and you were beginning to really engage. And there's going to be angels and sounds of angels, and angels are going to be recorded. We're in an era where the glory is going to be seen, where they're going to know this is the house of God, the house of his presence. It's not just about feeding the poor, which is awesome. We love feeding the poor and helping and clothing. We need to do more and more of that because that's amazing. And Jesus said, what you've done for one person, you did for me. It's never wasted. It's the most, he says, even if you give one cup. But in addition to that, he's going to release such a supernatural glory that people go, wow, you've got to get down to that building. You've got to get to that home where this person lives because God's there. It's the house of God. There's angels there. His presence is there. It's powerful there. And I'm prophesying into you that God's unraveling your scroll, that there's another chapter there's another chapter of destiny for this house where you got, you've so touched God like Cornelius. You've so touched him through how you've been willing to be sacrificial. And even though there's not been many of you, you've reached out to the community. Well, God's saying, I'm going to open up the gate of heaven over this place. This is going to be a place of supernatural wonders where the angels are ascending and descending. Yay. So I'm not going to go on for long, but I'm going to read a couple of scriptures, and I'm just going to talk about those scriptures, and I'm going to share a few stories, and I'm going to pray for you guys, okay? That God would release you into this even today, that even tonight, do you believe that you can have visitations in the night? I love angels. I love angels. It's a good thing, because Jesus loves angels. <laughs> One thing that people say in the church, is you can talk to angels when you die because then you're in heaven, but that's not biblical. Death is not your savior. Jesus is. 
Jesus is the way into heaven, not death. So if you're waiting for death, you you've obviously think that death is saving you, that death is the door, that death is opening up heaven for you. But throughout history, there were people that knew that Jesus was the way, people like Enoch, People like Abraham, they realized God was the doorway into that world, Ezekiel, and all these other people. They knew that in him we live and move and have our being, that he's the access to heaven. I don't have to wait till I die. Dying doesn't make it suddenly acceptable to talk to angels. Jesus made it acceptable. Jesus blended them. It's like we've got this theology, oh, when I die, I'll come out of my body and there'll be angels in. I'll be like, hey, angels, great. And we'll all interact. So death qualifies you, is what you're saying. Death is the thing that opens up the door for you. But that's a lie. We've built up a theology of death and delay. Delay's gone. All these ideas of distance and delay are gone. Now is the day of salvation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's as close to you as the air that you breathe. All this idea of distance is an illusion. And God's challenging that in our generation. And he's going to show that heaven is at hand. And we're in days where we're going to see signs and wonders and things that no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Things that will blow your brain. So you've got to get ready for crazy stuff to happen. You've got to realize God's breaking the pattern now. He's breaking the box. It ain't going to last. This, the way we've done is changing. But if we're up for it, it's going to be the greatest time alive. It's going to be a day that we'll like to be talking with one another and saying, can you believe what God just did? Can you believe what I just saw? Did you share that angel? Did you go into heaven? Did you see the library room? Did you see your scroll of destiny? Did you move through time? Because you can move through time in God. He can take you into the future like he did with John. Or he can take you into the past like he did with Moses. The possibilities are endless with God. And he's saying, who's up for an, a brand new world, a brand new adventure? Because the truth is, if any man be in Christ, a woman be in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Now, one translation of that verse says, you're in a brand new world. So the person next door to you might be in the old creation. They might be in an old world, but you're not. You have been planted into his death and resurrected into his life. And Paul says you're not even human anymore. You're a brand new creation. So we've got to stop acting human. We've been programmed to think human. Like Paul said, for example, if you're arguing all the time, you're acting like humans again. So humans argue. <laughs> we've got to start being weirder. I'm giving you permission. Jesus is the weirdest, most exciting. The throne room is the most exciting thing. And he wants it to be on earth just like heaven. Rainbows, voices, shimmering, diamonds, gold, silver. We've seen amazing wonders over the years. I've even been praying today that God will, God will do some stuff in this meeting. Whoa. Well, one of the strangest things I ever saw was I was praying for a, a teenager, a black girl in Denmark, and she shook under the power of God, and out of her chest and her back sprayed gold dust like a fountain. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? When I saw it, I, I couldn't get my head around it. I thought somehow she'd shaken so hard that her, her cardigan had dismantled. And, but the gold was all over the floor. I mean, you could pick it up. Signs and wonders and miracles. Okay, so Psalm 91, verse 11. He shall give his angels charge over you. That means all of you got angels, okay? Not just one, it says angels. You have more than one angel, right? It says they will keep you in all your ways or they'll carry you in their arms. 
in their hands, they shall bear you up. The message says their job is to keep you from falling. And th- this means that the, the word here, charge, means protect, support, guard, lift, accompany, and defend. So you've got someone that accompanies you. When I'm driving in my car, sometimes I'm on my own doing ministry. I'll take the bag off the other seat. I'll grab my bag, and I'll say to my angel, Bobby, my angel's called Bobby. I'll move that off. i say, Bobby, sit there. I honor you. I welcome you. I'd love to interact with you because Jesus interacts with you. Jesus sees you. I'm not accepting the lie that I can't see that realm. I'm not accepting the lie that I can't walk with angels. And because we've honored them, we've discovered a secret that life flows through honor right? Now, the Bible puts it like this. If you see someone's a prophet, you'll get a prophet's reward. But if you don't see they're a prophet, their words won't mean anything. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, if you see someone as they really are, you get what they carry. That's called life flowing through honor. Have you ever been around someone that's dishonored you? It's like they can't see the good in you. They can't hear your words. They don't know what you carry. Dishonor is a closed door, and what we want to do here is open the door and say, no more are we going to dishonor angels and separate them from this body, because they're a part of God's house. They're a part of our community. They've got names. They're not all called Gabriel or Michael, because imagine that. There's a numerable company of angels around the throne, and like God goes, Gabriel, and like everyone goes, yeah. <laughs> Tell you an interesting thing about angels, how we started to have them come to our house. They were always there, but we never saw them until I started saying I put a value on it. When something's got value in your heart, the Lord told me it's got weight on the earth. I'll give you an example. Some people don't believe in, in uh, say, healings, so they never see any healings. But those who've put a weight on healing and have pursued healing, because it's got weight in their heart, it rests around them, and some of them move in powerful healings. Like I was just with a woman in Chester, Alice Cresswell. She's got a healing cafe. You guys probably know her. She's seen phenomenal miracles, I mean, on an ongoing basic, basis. But the way that it worked is she put a value on it. Well, m- my question is, who's putting a value on heaven? So we've got churches that value worship. We've got churches that value prophecy. We've got churches that value all these things. But who wants all of heaven to be valuable and all of heaven to rest on earth? And my question is, how much of heaven can we have? All of it. So why do we settle for less? And there's something in me that won't settle for less because I've seen things and I understand that we're in an unusual time. We're in not in a normal generation. We're in the generation of the great change. We're in the generation where God's removing the boundary between heaven and earth. And for you, it is normal to see angels. And it doesn't matter if it wasn't normal last week, except the new you. One of the ways that you accept the new you is give yourself a funeral and get over it. You've been crucified <laughs> together with Christ. I no longer live. Jesus is in me, and I am a new creation. I've already died. So every so often, I give myself a fresh funeral and accept the way I talk, the way I act is changing. And I give myself permission to become something new. Can this house give itself permission to be such a hub of wonder? Where there's awe and wonder, where the cloud is shimmering and dazzling, where you walk with angels. You all know angels because Jesus knows angels. And it says that he commands them concerning you to keep you, protect you, accompany you, guard you, defend you. 
Now, you know when Jesus made you, it says he formed you in your mother's womb. It says that he wove you together. And what he did was he wove spirit into matter and made you as a gateway between two realms. You're meant to be able to interact with earth and animals, but you're also meant to interact with heaven because you're made of that world and that world. That's why we're not like animals. Animals are stuck here. Angels are over this side. They're of the spiritual, the spirits, but we are the two. We're the convergence point that's meant to draw them all together in Christ to form a brand new cosmos. All of creation's waiting for that to happen. So it's time that we start living out of the future, not the past. That's called tasting of the power of the age to come, the Bible calls it. In the age to come, angels will walk on earth because Jerusalem's coming down, heaven's coming down. But I want to live out of the future now. I want to be a part of the future now. I'm not waiting for something to happen. Jesus has already come and made something happen. People are waiting for new wineskins, but a new wineskin happened 2,000 years ago and Jesus' body cracked open. He cracked open a new reality. And I'm living from truth. I'm not living from an illusion. An illusion tells me I can't see. An illusion tells me all the promises are in the future. Illusion tells me God's far away. But the truth says the kingdom of heaven's at hand. I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. There's only one church in heaven and on earth, the Bible says in Ephesians. So even this idea that people have died and gone to heaven is is wrong because they're around us, it says in Hebrews 12. It says we're encompassed by a cloud of witnesses. They're around us. Heaven's at hand. It's as close to you as the air that you breathe. In fact, in Hebrews 12, it says you appear before God on Mount Zion when you're praying. (laughs) It says you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. It says not will come. It says, you have come to Mount Zion. When you put into that, but what you're doing is you're not turning your consciousness into reality. So when I pray, I turn into heaven. I turn into it. I gaze and look. Like, like John in the book of Revelation, it says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. Being in the Spirit means he was in the glory. He was in God's presence. I was in his presence on the Lord's day. What's the Lord's day? The Lord's day is the day of rest. That's like Jacob resting on the rock. You're in the Lord's Sabbath. Not the Sunday. You're in this perpetual, perpetual rest that comes from being in him and him in you. Enjoying a new existence. I'm in you. You're in me. I love you. You love me. I'm in you. You love me. Wow. And he says he heard a voice and turned. Did he just turn in his body? No, he turned into that realm. He heard himself being summoned into heaven. And he turned with the eyes of his heart. And he looked to see and hear. And then he let him be taken up into different dimensions. And then taken through time into the distant future. You're that close to time travel. In him you live and move. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That means you're joined with him. I'll say it again. That means you're joined with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You're one, like a husband and wife, which means wherever he is, you can be. Whoa. Oh, shoo, but am, but dim, dim, dim. Are you guys all right? I know I'm stretching you. Is that okay to stretch a little bit? We're in a season of forced change, okay? Patricia King. I'm not going to read all these notes. I'm just picking up the top one here. Are you ready for it? This is what Patricia King says. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. This is just, I'm happening to read the top bit, all right? 
Are you ready for it? This is Patricia King. She's a beautiful woman, a ministry in America, Canada. Are you ready for it? Perhaps some of what the Lord is about to do will shock and awe many people. As in past historical moves of revolution, there will be those who resist and harden their heart. Don't resist this. Don't, don't miss out on the fun. Don't be bored. You, you deserve a better life. John 10.10, 10, which is life and life more abundantly. I want a wild life. I want a crazy life. I love it when angels come to my house. I love it when we get gold dust. I've woken up with gold dust on my face. I've woken up with green gold dust in the bed. I love it when they give us things. I love it when feathers appear. But more than that, I love it when they come and minister and stand with me. And they walk with me. And I know heaven's at hand. And Jesus does the same as well. It says that Jesus will come and manifest himself to you. That means he'll make himself real. I love seeing Jesus face to face. I love seeing the Father face to face. (laughs) There will be those who resist and harden their heart, desiring to hold on to the old ways and mindsets. Change is often difficult because it forces us to rethink hardened opinions And be willing to remove ourselves from the rut of our comfortable lifestyles. Let me say this. Cruise control. Cruise control is to be unconscious. If you're living your life on cruise control, it means you're unconscious. It does. There's no cruise control in this. God is looking for a generation that are burning and radical. Wow. That are moving beyond their comfortable lifestyles. However, in spite of those who resist the revolution, there will be those that embrace it. Are you going to embrace the revolution? Jumping on board and following Jesus into uncharted territory. Maybe this is uncharted because the old you wasn't used to angels knocking at the door. We've had an angel knock at the door uh, three or four times and then vanish. I keep going, why vanish when I go to open the door? Is it some kind of like angelic game? (laughs) Rat-a-tat ginger on my front door? So I sometimes make them extra cups of tea and say, come on, drink it. And I get bars of chocolate and I say, if you won't eat it, I will. I will. (laughs) So we're going into uncharted territory. Some things that God will manifest in these coming days have never been done before. Everything I'm talking about right now has already been done before. I could, I could recommend tons of books for you, okay? If you want to know more, just even dig into history and get like um, Iona in this book, Life of St. Columba of Iona. He met face-to-face with angels all the time. It was part of what they walked in. They could prophesy over a baby exactly how they would live their whole life and what age they would die. No one could hide secrets from them. I mean, there's cases in church history of the Celtic saints, of them them going to people's houses and they've stolen the the, the animal that they've cooked and they've realized it's stolen and have resurrected it after it being cooked. That's going to shake a few people up, I can tell you now. Listen, if you want a verse for that, it says, nothing's impossible, God. It says, I can do all things through Christ. It says, we've got the incomparable great power for us who believe. It says, we can do exceedingly above what we ask or ever dare to think. According to what? The power at work in you. So the Bible says the power at work in you is more powerful than anything in this material world. 
What would it look like if we saw a generation start to be the true them, a new creation? What would it look like if we became children of light, shining? What if the real you came out? Because it says we're children of light in a kingdom of light. Wow. It says we've got an armor of light and a father of light. And then it says in Isaiah 60, so arise and shine. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) You want to shine, don't you, honey? (laughs) You're going to glow. You're going to get a glory tan. Whoa. Have you ever had a glory tan? Have you ever been praying and had a tan afterwards? You have. That's awesome. Glory tan. Rick Joyner says this, a prophet from America. When the church awakens to the power that the Lord has given to her, even the wildest imaginations in Hollywood will not be able to compete with the reality that God's people are going to experience. I want to step into that. I'm in, Lord. I'm saying I don't want to be on cruise control in these days. I want to walk in the fullness. Wee! Wee! So, in the 1930s, there was a guy called William Branham, and he saw incredible miracles. He had an angel that came. Now, until the angel came, he couldn't do a lot. But this angel would come, and it'd stand next to him. And it'd be, it was photographed many times as a shining light. There's photographs of him with a halo. There's photographs of him meetings with the orb coming in. And when it would stand next to him, the healing power would come, and he would like, go into trances and know people's names, addresses, And he never missed it. He had a 100% accuracy. He once did a meeting that had a couple of thousand people wanting prayer for healing. He prayed for everyone over a number of days. By the time he finished praying, the queue was longer than when he started. So after about seven or eight days, he stopped praying. This guy walked in such glory, very humble guy. But this angel worked with him. He was a ministering spirit that would work with him. And there's these great healing angels that have been reserved for this hour. There's warrior angels. There's angels that are going to bring the, the, the mysteries of the kingdom to the earth. Now, we're doing a conference later in the year with a guy called Paul Keith Davis. Him and another prophet had an encounter on the same day where they saw a manhole cover being lifted off the earth, and these spirits of darkness were coming out, like from the time of Hitler and from the time of Stalin, and they were dark demonic beings, and they were being loosed on the earth in our generation. And he heard the Lord speak to him audibly, and this other prophet, he says, it's time for the church to respond in like manner. So remember the Bible says, as darkness increases, you're going to increase all the more. It's like as gross darkness covers the earth, we're going to rise and shine. So as they're getting darker, we're going to get brighter. And as they start to plug into the supernatural, and you see it with Harry Potter, you see it with the rise of witchcraft and vampirism, who's going to stand in the equivalent? Who's going to stand in the equivalent as being the shining ones? Who's going to stand as the glorious ones? Who's going to get over the fear that they've been taught and believe Jesus can lead them into truth? Jesus is the way that Jesus is the light and he's going to teach you his ways and there's going to be a generation that show the wonders of heaven on the earth and the bible says it's all going to end well even if there's a big battle isaiah already saw the end he said there would be peace on the earth so there's no military get it in your head now the days of having an army are coming to an end Jesus has already won the field, that's right, but we've got to get it in head. It says even nature's going to be changed. It says the lion will lie down with the lamb, and a kid can grab a scorpion or a snake, and it won't harm them. Can you imagine even nature around here has changed? The trees are blossoming continually. The, you know, I know people that, that, that walk in this already where flowers are in continual bloom around them. 
because of the atmosphere that they carry. But imagine over Whitley Bay, a continual, perpetual fruitfulness. You buy a tree that shouldn't even exist in our country, an orange tree or something, and it's fruitful because it's under the atmosphere of the future. It's not under the atmosphere of the curse. It's liberated by the glorious revealing of the sons of God that you even bless the land and your veggies are supernatural veggies, supernatural finances. You know, sometimes I've needed money and God's made that money materialize because he supplies my need. I don't even need earthly currency, although we all trade into that. I'm not dismissing that, but there's a higher truth, that there's a reality. There's a reality. This is real. Heaven's real. Angels are real. Jesus is real. And it's time for the world to see that it's real. It's time for a generation that rises up that doesn't just say, oh, believe by faith. It's like, no, I'm going to show you the reality. Feel God. Touch God. Taste God. See God. Walking with angels. Whoa. Now, William Brannan prophesied, this, this guy that had these angels with him, that in, he prophesied about a certain year and date that something massive would happen and, uh, for planet Earth. And he didn't know what it was, but on the exact date that he prophesied, a guy called Roland Buck, who was a pastor in, in Idaho, a normal guy, li- little congregation, faithful guy, loved his wife, loved his church. One day, Gabriel showed up at his house and changed everything. You're one dream away from encountering heaven. You're one day away. Today, maybe you don't know Gabriel. But tomorrow, maybe you do. Do you want to hear just a little bit of what happened to him? Just after I'd gone to bed, I noticed a bluish glow coming from the staircase. This guy's dead now. He's well respected, though. This has been thoroughly researched. He, he saw 120 world events from the Lord and all of them came to pass precisely as he saw. Okay? This guy is a tested guy. This isn't a wobbly book. You can get this for free online. It's called Angels on Assignment or get it from Amazon. I noticed a bluish glow coming from the staircase. How would you like that tonight if you're in bed, your door's slightly open, and you notice a bluish glow? Come on, someone said yes. Someone's feeling the love on this. I knew it was too dim to be the light of the staircase, so I thought that possibly I'd left a light on in one of the downstairs rooms. I got up and started down to turn the light off. I was halfway down the stairs when the light flipped on. Even that's cool, isn't it? The angels actually turn the light on. It's like, here we go. They're waiting, just glowing blue. He's coming out of his bedroom like, what was going on? And they go, check me out. (laughs) I was halfway down the stairs when the light flipped on. Standing before me were two of the largest men I'd ever seen in my life. I was shocked. I wasn't exactly frightened, but there was such a radiation of divine power which comes from them, dwelling in the brightness of God's presence, that I could not stand up. My knees buckled and I started to fall. One of these huge beings reached out, took hold of me, and my strength returned. Yes, Lord. Come on, brother. He very simply told me he was the angel Gabriel. I was stunned. Could this be the same Gabriel I've read about in the Bible? The impact of these first visits um, were far less awesome than now because there he stood as clearly visible as any earthly man and introduced himself as the angel Gabriel. It's impossible to describe my feelings of awe and wonder. Then he introduced me to the second angel who was with him. His name was Cryoni. That's a peculiar name. I've never heard of that. I want to know stuff that no one's known before, do you? 
says he's the revealer of secrets, the revealer of mysteries. So I asked Gabriel, why are the two of you here? He merely said that the Holy Spirit sent him, and then Gabriel imag- immediately began telling me some beautiful truths. Okay? This guy was a marker of a new era, I believe. An era where an ordinary guy encountered heaven, and for a generation it's been parked, but this is going to become the norm. There's a generation on the earth, that we're in days now where we need to know what God's saying. We need to know the counsels of God. We need to interact with angels. We've got to stop saying that they're unclean because they're not unclean. And it's not unclean to talk to them. They're part of our heavenly family. And where we're going next, we're going to need them. This house is going to need them. They're going to bring body parts. They're going to bring new minds for people with mental illnesses. They're going to bring correction of vision, alignment, deliverance, power. Power's coming back to the house of God. This isn't just going to be the house of heaven. It's going to be the house of power. Enoch and Elijah. Enoch's about going up. Elijah's about the power coming down. They work as a team. Have you met them? Whoa. I love this. It says, the angels spoke in heavenly language and were constantly picking up messages from the Spirit. Often they would pick up reports. They would laugh and become extremely happy. Obviously, these were reports of great victories that they were celebrating. As Gabriel was talking with, with me, Cryone, the other angel, played with Queenie. That's his dog. <laughs> Tickling her ears, pe- getting her on her back and having fun with her. That's amazing, isn't it? Whoa. Queenie lapped it up. I wish she could talk because I, I, I would like to know what her impressions were. She had a rare experience for a dog and acted as though she thought it was really great. And then they started to do crazy supernatural stuff with him. So how many of you guys like weight loss miracles? Slim fast. How would you like an angelic slim fast? I'll take a little slim fast. I joined a gym in January. It's hard losing the the muffin top. It's fighting me. It's resisting change. I noticed you can work out for weeks. You have one crisp. And it goes... (laughs) Whoa. So this is amazing. He says, some of the unique experience God has blessed me with is so unbelievable from our human viewpoint that I am often hesitant to share them publicly. Here's one of them. During a visit one night, Gabriel said that God had sent me a little gift for my strength and energy as he handed me a round wafer, approximately five inches in diameter, that looked like bread. He instructed me to eat it, so I did. It had the taste of honey. When I finished the bread, he gave me a silver-like ladle, so like a spoon, filled with what appeared to be water. I drank every drop of it, and an overwhelming desire to praise and worship God instantly came over me. Rivers of praise billowed up to God, bubbling out of my innermost being. And for days after I drank this liquid, there was a sensation of fizzing inside my veins. What an indescribable, pleasant, and exhilarating feeling it was. The effects were so astounding because the first day after I ate the wafer and drank the water, I lost five pounds. The second day, I lost another five pounds. The third and fourth day, another five pounds each day. Then it tapered off to one pound a day. I had an excess of flab, and it's all gone now. (laughs) I would like my excess of flab to disappear. When I jogged prior to this, I quickly became winded, but now I have no breath shortage at all. My strength and stamina has been fantastic. The one message that he got from the angels, and he writes about it in this book, is that heaven cares. Why would an angel come and give you a weight loss solution? Because daddy cares. 
Daddy loves you. He's not angry with you. He cares about you. He wants you to have an adventure. Now, we've had so many angels come. Angel, the house we're living in right now came through an angel getting us the house, an angel called Promise. Which one of you needed the house? Was it you? Okay. We couldn't get this house that we wanted because there was boundary disputes. And then I woke up and an angel walked through the wall in a vision and said, Hi. Hi. (laughs) My name's Promise. I've come to get you that house. And we banked everything on that house. We even sold our house, left our house. We were at Legoland, nowhere to go on holiday. And they phoned us and said, you can move into that house without owning it. Have you ever heard of someone letting you move into the house that you're buying without owning it? We were so convinced it was our house, we ripped the walls down and the ceilings down and the carpets out without owning it because of that angel. And we now own that house. We live in that house. All the boundary disputes were resolved. But I needed to see that angel. There's sometimes where you need to hear, you need to see, you need to know. And then you put faith in it. And faith is substance, evidence of things unseen. So Father, I just pray for angels, for whoever needs promise right now. If you need promise in your life right now, if, you, if there's something that's not coming through for you, we're asking for angelic help. It says they're ministering spirits, servants that are meant to help us. So Father, I ask for help right now for breakthroughs for finances, jobs. Do you know angels can help you get married? It's in the Bible. When they were going to get a, a wife for Isaac, they sent the servants to go and find her. And they said, the angel will go ahead of you. And the angel makes sure that she was in the right place at the right time for that magic to happen. So some of you guys need a bit of magic in your life. <laughs> magic. Sorry, I shouldn't say that in church. Right. I don't know. Wonder. You need some wonder. <laughs> Jesus magic. <laughs> Angels can even do that. We've had, we just had a lost property angel come. How many of you guys are looking for lost property? This is astonishing, isn't it, honey? We'd lost our passports. We needed to send them away to get new ones um, with updated photographs. And Rachel had been looking for how many weeks? Three or four weeks. And we needed to go to Ireland the following weekend. So time was up. Or was it just before that? Yeah. Yeah. Finding the old and getting them back, yeah. We, this is amazing. God was so on it. We had a time travel miracle as well where the passports came back before they were even posted. <laughs> it's the truth. On the, on the, 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 I do teachings on time travel using physics, church history, the Bible, and our experiences, okay? Time is, Einstein said, is an illusion, in Jesus, we can move through time, okay? And more of us are having time miracles, but we had the postage date of when it was sent, and it arrived before it had even been sent. We've got it as evidence. I posted it on Facebook. Someone from the Royal Mail read my update and said, that's a miracle. They said that the system is all based on that stamping system on getting the dates right. So we've actually bypassed the system of the Royal Mail. We've had special <laughs> delivery, angelic delivery. Anyway... She was one in the passport, and she, she, she sent a message out on Facebook to our intercessors to pray. Went out of the house, came back, and yeah, that was when the passports traveled through time. But prior to that, when they were missing, you asked for the angel to come. Not only did this lost property angel come, you found them in five minutes of praying, didn't you? The, the lost property angel found me a charger for my tablet that I'd been looking for for six weeks. Found me my journal that I'd lost for a couple of months. What else did they find? There's always an odd sock that you're looking for. 
No, they, 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 they don't want to touch my socks. There's limits. <laughs> There's limits to the glory. <laughs> but um, the amazing thing was, um, uh, Rachel's brother's got this big dog, a puppy, but it's huge. And they go for long walks in the forest. And the dog had run off and gone missing. And for three miles of searching forest, they'd been looking for it. They messaged us. And Rachel said, lost property angel, go, get it. Within five minutes, the dog came back on its own, back to them. That's angelic help. So we ended up finding journal, charger, passports, a dog. There was something else we found, wasn't there? Yeah. Wow. So we're becoming believing believers. We're believing in crazy days that things are possible that aren't possible in our natural mind, that we've got help from heaven. Now... We've had fire angels come to the house, and we've actually managed to photograph angels. I have got like a little photograph sachet I was going to bring with me, but I haven't brought. But what I'll do is mention this. Have you noticed that, there's, that people are starting to have lights appear on dig- early model digital cameras were capturing lights? There's a reason for that, a technological reason. The first couple of generations of digital cameras were, were, were interpreting more of the infrared spectrum These lights exist in the infrared spectrum. NASA have said that they're the biggest evidence of supernatural phenomena in the history of mankind. I've got an article here from from the Times newspaper. And it's it's called the Orb Project. These are a group of NASA scientists that have started a project to try and find out what these lights are that are appearing on thousands of photographs. This is amazing, because remember the Bible says the glory is going to be seen? You can look online. Did you know they filmed an angel recently praying for someone in a hospital? They actually caught the angel going through the corridor on CCTV cameras. I believe we're in a day where the glory is going to be seen, okay? So they've, spent, they've been analyzing this, and they've de- demonstrated that they're capable of moving very fast, up to 500 miles per hour or more. They can also change size and orientation almost instantly. Most astonishing, if you ask the orbs to appear, they call them orbs, they show up more often in your photos, especially at happy gatherings. <laughs> what does it say? They're in joyful assembly. It says that they laugh whenever anyone's saved. They're full of joy, but they like happy atmospheres. So what are they kicking in there? They're kicking in the law of honor. So if it works for people in the world, it works for us. If people in the world who don't know Jesus can have angels come because of honor, how much more us as the house of God where Jacob's ladder is? How much more normal should it be for us? Yeah? Yes. Okay, I could, I could yak all day I'm a preacher. I think that's enough yakking. <laughs> yak, 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 yak. Right. Well, should we just stand up a second and we're just going to engage with what I've been sharing this morning? Thank you, Father. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you, Father. Whoa. Hey, do you think you could play something? Like, just, just let yourself go. So I just want to finish what I'm saying, and I want to decree something, because the Bible says decree something that is established. I've come here today not as a preacher. I've come as a, in the prophetic office to decree that there's shift, okay? But you've got to cooperate with heaven. How many of you guys know that? You've got to, when God wants, when a scroll's floating out of the courts, it's got to land. So we want it to land today that this would be a hub 
And I give you permission right now in the name of Jesus to be one of those like Roland Buck that walks with angels. Like St. Cuthbert. Whoa, like Elisha who had angels around him. Elijah. I give you permission in the name of Jesus to have adventures for angels to come to your house. And today we put a welcome mat out in the spirit. And we say, Lord, ascend in and descend in. Let the angels come to Whitley Bay. Let it be known as the northern light, Lord. Let it be known as the northern lights. That this city, this town, this community would be saturated in the police, in the government, for miracles, signs and wonders, for encounters, for joy. We ask for joy, angels, to come. The party has got to start somewhere in England. Someone has got to take responsibility for the party. Someone's got to take responsibility for the dance floor of heaven. Whoa. We want to know the secrets of the kingdom, Lord, and we ask for angels to gather here. The harvest angels. Jesus himself said, the angels are the harvesters. How many of you guys would like to lead someone to the Lord? You're going to need angels then. Jesus himself said the angels are the harvesters. So right now, we release harvested angels. If you want to lead people to the Lord, and maybe you've never led anyone to the Lord, how about getting a soul winner's crown? But how about there being so many angels around you that people keep asking you, what is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? And you go, it's heaven. Heaven's a hand. You can feel heaven right now. How many of you guys want to move in miracles? Lord, we thank you for miracle-moving angels, the healing angels, the angels that release miracles, signs, and wonders. Lord, I don't care that I've never seen them before. I want to see them now. I don't care that I didn't see miracles yesterday. Today, if any man be in Christ or any woman be in Christ, he is a new creation. Whoa, we want to live out of the future and start showing earth what it's going to become. How many of you guys could do with some help in the garden? I, I need some help. I could do someone to mow my lawn. Mow low. I've got a big lawn. But I've got a friend back in Wales, Karen Lowe. She had a season. She's a pastor. She does a lot with the poor. Where angels would come when she was out of the house and clean the house. How many of you guys could do with some pa- fresh paint in the house right now? Some fresh. Is this too much for you to believe? It's not for me. Because I've got a big family, my dad's family. And it says there's an innumerable company of them. Whoa. How cool would it be if they came and did a makeover in your house? And everybody that comes to your house can go, wow, this looks awesome. You go, yeah, angels did it. Do you want some? Whoa. So Lord, I ask for, for signs and wonders. For heavenly lights, for, for shining lights. You're the father of lights. Maybe your house could be the local glowing house. And it's glowing at night. And there's lights ascending and descending. Like in the Welsh revival it happens. Where lights would ascend and descend on houses. And your neighbors are saying, what the heck is going on with your house? Did you have disco lights on last night? While you were sleeping? It's like, yeah, the disco of heaven is in my bedroom right now. Jesus is in my bedroom. Whoa. So I want to do something by faith. Lord, I just ask right now that you introduce us.
to your friends, the angels. So just take your hand out and just by faith, allow, allow the touch of heaven. Jesus in one hand, angels in the other. Woo! Shimmering and dazzling. Release the winds in the north. Release the angelic winds of change in the north. Ha! <laughs> Signs and wonders. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, some of you are called to help the government. You're going to need angels for that, to open doors for you. How many of you guys want to impact government? Father, I ask those angels that open doors. Whoa, favor come. Favor come. Angels of favor come. Thank you, Jesus, for your angels. In the dreams of the night. How many of you guys need protection in your house? There's been darkness in your house. Father, I ask for the covering of the angel's feathers. It says he'll cover you in his feathers. No one has to be uncovered. It says they will protect you and guard you in all your ways. I ask for each person here that you be guarded at night. No more nightmares in this church. No more bad dreams. No more fear. No more anxiety. Let this be a fear-free zone, an anxiety-free zone. It would even affect the depression rates in the area. We would see, we would see in the newspaper, the depression is dropping. Whoa. It's even affecting people who don't know you, Lord. That over this whole region, there will be a canopy of hope, a canopy of joy, a canopy. Whoa, we release that canopy right now. Wow. Breakthroughs with finances. How many of you guys need a breakthrough right now for finances? I would like my mortgage cleared, really. That would be quite nice. Father, Ask for angels that break through in finances. Whoa, removal of debt, cancellation of debt, inheritance has come. Where there's been a blockage over wealth and jobs, we release it right now. Let favor be on your house. Let this be a house of favor where it says they're all prospering, they're all blessed. Shakarabasuka mashike. A house of wonder, a house of miracles, signs and wonders, angels in the workplace. Lord, we ask for a team that goes with us to the workplace and changes the atmosphere at work. Ha, 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 ha. We don't come under the atmosphere, we're over the atmosphere. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Just begin to engage now with the unseen realm. It's right there. Even in your heart, just say, Lord, I just honor the hosts of heaven. I welcome heaven into my life. The whole realm of heaven. Ha. I want to know you, Lord, and I want to know everything about you. I want to see what you're doing. I want to know you, Jesus. Life's not the same without you, Jesus. It's so much better when you're around. 
<laughs> Won't you come and eat in my house? I'll make a curry just for you. If you don't show up, I'll eat it too. <laughs> yeah. I love you, I love you, I love you. I love my Father's house. The house of glory, the house of angels. The house of joy, the house of wine. Ha 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 ha. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. I love you, I love you, I love you. Let's just begin to worship. Let's just begin to honor his house. I love you, I love you, I love you. Ha ha ha. You're so good, you're so good, so good. Ha ha ha. Woo. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Whoa, gold dust on our children, Lord. Gold dust on the children. Signs and wonders. Woo-wee. <laughs> Let the angels join our worship, Lord. Ha, hey, hey, hey. Whoa. That's it, just... Just put your hand on the person next to you if, you if you want and just release them into it. Say, I release you into wonders. I release you into angelic w- miracles, enjoyment and fun. Whoa. I release you. Ha. Weird stuff's going to happen to you. Just release weird stuff. Ah, you're going to be the weirdest person in this town. The weirdest person in your family. You're so weird. I prophesy you're going to have so many stories. So many stories. You could write a book. You could write a book of the wonders of Jesus. (laughs) Your house is going to be quite strange from now on in. And everyone's going to be talking about you because of the wonders that you walk in. And I see souls coming. A great harvest is coming in the north. It's a great harvest. It's the dream of the Father that the northern lights would shine. <laughs> Come on, you northern lights. It's time to shine northern lights. I'll just finish with this little encouragement. For years, I wanted to meet Bob Jones, the famous prophet. He saw angels every day and would go to heaven five times a day. Amazing guy. I had breakfast with him with some friends. And I said, have you got anything you'd like to say to us about Britain? He said, yeah, I've only got one thing I've seen. I've seen the northern lights, the lights of the cities across the north of England are going to shine. There's going to be something where there's been injustice in the north where the Lord is releasing. Heaven is sharing the cry of the north. That where it's been neglected, it will not be forsaken. And those who've been in darkness will see a great light. 
The north was made to shine for all the world to see. We just prophesy over this community, Whitley Bay. <laughs> you were made to shine like that lighthouse. You were made to shine like a lighthouse in the north. And many will come around the north to see Whitley Bay, to see how they're doing with the police and education. Because it's going to be like heaven on earth. And God's going to open up miracle cafes here. Whoa. We just see the blueprints coming right now. Some of you are going to have a career change. <laughs> Way. Whoa. I see artists gathering here. A gallery. Whoa. Signs in the sky, signs in the earth. Woo! Poetry, poets. Ha! It's going to release the creativity of the north. No longer will it be locked up. Ha! It's opening up right now. Woo! Yeah, so we give you permission to shine. That your head would be held up high. <laughs> Yay! Woo-wee! Woo-wee! That's good news. Jesus. 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 I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Okay, whoa. We're going to do a little faith act. I want you to look at your hands and do a gold dust check. You may never have checked for gold dust before, but I've learned little secrets of the kingdom. As you honor it, stuff starts to happen. <laughs> and it can sometimes start really small and then it can become chunky. <laughs> Just pray for the person next to you. Lord, I just pray that they begin to see gold dust happen in their homes and in their lives. Golden glory. When it started happening in Josh Mills' house, it started as little specks. He honored it. And then eventually, it was in everything. It was in the microwave. It was in the toilet system. It was in the towels in the airing cupboard. That's it. Okay. Whoa. Whoa, we were made to shine, Lord. <laughs> it's okay to have fun with Jesus. One day I was ironing and God, God splattered the kids' um, school uniforms with gold dust. It was awesome. Because the next day they went to school wearing gold dust on their blue school uniforms. How many of you guys would like some gold dust on the ironing? <laughs> Glory on the ironing, Jesus. Imagine your family comes over for dinner and there's gold dust on the potatoes. I've got a friend in London. Often when she's cooking, gold dust will be on the roast vegetables, the parsnips, carrots. She'll have gold dust on the um, on the potatoes. I've got a friend in West Wales who does pottery. One time he was he'd finished doing the pottery. Just before he put the finish on it, gold dust came on it. 
So he actually sealed the pottery with gold dust on it. Isn't that beautiful? I've got a friend in Wales. She went to get a haircut and rainbow dust started coming out of her scalp while she was in the dresses. Lord, I just pray for rainbow dust at the hairdressers. <laughs> I know I'm stretching you guys. I'm doing it deliberately, okay? I'm stretching you until you start to see reality, yeah? Whoa. Yeah. I'll have it, Lord. That's all it is. It's like, I'll have it, Jesus, like a child. Wonders and wonders and wonders and wonders and wonders. Ha 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 ha. Whoa. Check your hands again. Check number two. Pray for someone else's hands. Just release it over them. Lord, release signs and wonders. Gold are shimmering, dazzling. We're pulling on heaven. This is, this is faith in action. <laughs> Can anybody see some on their hands? Are you getting some? We've got four hands. There's five people getting six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Increase it. Let's go further with it. Lord, increase that gold dust. Glory on the keyboard. Glory on your hands. Increase it. Increase it. Increase it. Increase it. The family that I'm staying at, they couldn't be here today, Paula and Al Coates. We released an angel over them, a goldest angel. And after that goldest angel, they've had goldest in their, t- in their house now for like six, seven years straight. When she came back from the weekend where we prayed for her, she prayed for her kids, the babies. They had goldest come on them, goldest in the bed. She washed the babies in the bath, pulled them out. They had goldest on them. Goldust in the kitchen, and for years and years, Goldust has been coming, and God's been giving them breakthrough. They're in the independent newspaper today for being one of the happiest couples in Britain. They told me this morning at breakfast, they're in the independent. They've been listed as one of the happiest couples in Britain. If you, Paula was here, I'd get her to tell you the day that it changed was the day that the angel came. And I saw it come. I said, there's a goldest angel. I saw it come in the room, and I thought it was going to pray for everyone, but it, it went with Paula and it's now part of their family. And they got breakthrough in adoption. They've adopted six kids. And that God's using them to change adoption in the UK. This stuff might sound stupid. Get over your mindset. You don't have to understand it. But we've got to change something. We've got to do something. We've got to see something happen. This story's got to have an event. This story has got to have a happening. And you deserve yourself to have a great movie. You're in a movie right now of your life. You've got to stop living in a lesser plot than God's written for you. God has prepared good works in advance for you. Whoa, so let's play one more time. Father, release more of your gold and glory in everybody's houses. Let it show up at Christmas time this year on the, on the turkey. 
I'm saying families are going to get saved through signs and wonders. Let oil start to flow, Lord, in worship. Whoa, let heavenly lights shine from people's houses and from their body. Glory tans. How about getting a tan in the night and you go to work and your friends say, Crikey, where have you been? And you go, I've been in the glory. I was in the glory last night. It's a glory tan. A good friend of mine, Ian Clayton, I've seen him get several glory tans. He went to see Batman in the cinema. He came out with a glory tan. I kid you not. Because his body was watching Batman, but his spirit was in heaven. Whoa. I've seen him get sunburn off Jesus. Really, I've seen his chest red from sunburn, from being in the presence of the Lord. I had another friend that had an encounter with the Lord where his body was sizzling and he thought God was going to take his tattoos off because he had all these crazy tattoos from his drug days. And he thought, God's taking off my tattoos. But what God actually did was gave him an amazing suntan. The next day he went to Asda's. His friends were saying, where have you been? I was with Jesus. Whoa. Yeah. Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Bobby Connor's been doing this amazing thing recently where he strokes people's head and their hair changes color permanently, like blonde. And It's amazing. There's videos of it on YouTube of him just stroking people. <laughs> Let's release a bit of ginger right now and intensify <laughs> the ginger glory of the Lord. <laughs> A lot of glory on ginger. Jesus likes ginger. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Holy Spirit highlights come. In Jesus' name. What am I doing? I am acting in faith. N- not rationalism, faith. Do I know how God gives highlights to people? No. But I do like them. I think it's pretty cool. You don't need highlights, do you? No, no. <laughs> do you need highlights? Would you like a blonde streak? <laughs> She's turned down the highlight. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. bam 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 Just release those highlights in Jesus' name. Yay. Low lights. Maybe low lights would be better in this case. <laughs> the hairdresser's going, yeah, yeah. But be careful what you're saying, son. <laughs> be careful. <laughs> the joy of the Lord will be your strength. It's a great thing. Just need a joy upgrade, joy infusion. Shikamasana, goldest in the kitchen, Lord, goldest in the house. Hey, wow, wow, thank you, Jesus. Mm. Oh. We just pray for gold fillings as well. If you can put gold just on your hands, you can put gold in your teeth. Lord, we know amalgam fillings are bad for bodies. So, Lord, I just pray that you'd remove them from people's bodies and restore the teeth. Shikamasoso, so, 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 so. 
Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> wow, there's some awesome angels around you. It's great. It's a whirlwind to take you up. <laughs> wow. Way. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Jesus. Shukamo so 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 so. Thank you, Father. <laughs> Every age-related infirmity, Father, right now, I just speak to arthritis. I speak to conditions of illness in people's bodies. Lord, you said that we would be evergreen trees that would be fresh and flourishing even in old age. It says in the Psalms. And I speak over you that you'll be fresh and flourishing even in old age. Right now, Father, I break everything to do with aging that has caused disease, macular degeneration, arthritis, compression of the spinal column where you can't move we release movement in your body right now if you've got limitations in your body just begin to move it we see miracles with arms all the time and feet whoa if you've lost movement just begin to move it right now by faith thank you lord for your healing angels that are in this place whoa i prayed for a woman that needed glasses in um in South Africa, she got healed. She didn't need glasses to read anymore. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Whoa. Whoa. If you've got pain in your body, who's got pain in their body? Lift your hands up. Right, I want everyone to find someone that's got pain in their body. So look around you. Keep your hand up. And I want you to, everybody to gather around the people with pain right now. We're going to release miracles as a community because this whole house is the house of heaven. So just in the name of Jesus, we release healing over you. If you want to ask them where the pain is, you can. We just be healing and wholeness over your body right now in the name of Jesus. All pain go. Every infirmity go. Every sickness go. Every affliction of pain go. We call health right now. Health into your body right now. We say no more pain. No more pain in Jesus' name. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Ask them to test their body. Say to them, can you feel something happening? Okay. Pray for them another time. Let's go for it again. Release it. This is how you break. This is called working of miracles. You have to learn to work miracles. We just release healing right now into that shoulder right now. Pain, go in the name of Jesus. No more pain. That's it. Try moving it again. See if there's a little bit more movement coming in. It's getting better. Right. Father, finish it right now.
not quite. Let's finish it right now, Father, right now. Jesus. So try it again as you're in the presence and just happy with the breath of you. That's it. Ask them to test their bodies. Can they feel something happening? It's good to just ask how people are doing. Don't be afraid of going for it again. Is anybody feeling the difference right now? Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Just engage by faith. All pain. Thank you, Father God. Jesus, thank you, Father. Yes, that's it. Full flexibility. Wow. Wow. Whoa. Could you do that before? Yes, come on. Can you tell everybody? Just saying to Justin there that uh, I was out for one of my runs yesterday and before I went, I did some uh, stretching exercises and I pulled me back. Could hardly move. Pauline would witness uh, that this morning must have taken us five minutes at least to get out of bed. Guys have just prayed for us and just touched the floor. Come on, Jesus. That's it. It's opening up. This is called working in miracles, okay? And what we're doing here is we're making it into what it should be, a supernatural house. So if you need healing still, maybe you haven't got pain, but you need healing, put your hands up now because it's opening up. This is how we see miracles. Sometimes we've seen hundreds of people get healed. So lift your hands up. Okay, people around them, put your hands on them because you are God's house. And just say this right now. Release healing over your body right now. Every sickness, every disease, Lord. Remove it right now. We just speak wholeness right now. And just release the presence through your hands. Just feel it come. You're the carrier of Jesus. Jesus is in your body. Just feel his power move through you. Imagine it moving through your hands. Whoa. Well, at a conference I just did, we saw a woman that had a medical problem with her stomach. She was on 15 tablets a day. And she got healed. And when it happened, it was crunching, grinding, and moving. It was like an alien, man. It was like... But she got completely healed. So if you're on medication right now, Father, I ask that healing will come to those that are on medication right now with stomach conditions, heart conditions. I prayed for a guy in a cafe in my city. God rebuilt his heart. He had a diseased heart and it got completely restored. And the, the doctors have even said it's a miracle. So ask the people you're praying for, how do you feel? Ask them how they're feeling. Can you feel a difference right now? It's good to check. Just ask them how they're feeling.
If they're not feeling it, pray for them again by faith. Just short prayers. Just say in Jesus' name. Wow. Boom. Hey, yeah.